So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What is going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so glad that you've tuned in, and I promise to make the next 10, 12 minutes of our time here together absolutely worth your while. Today's episode is kind of through a neuroscience lens. So most of the episodes we do are through one of three lenses. Uh, One is faith and spirituality. One is uh, clinical psychology. And the third would be neuroscience. And so uh, maybe not every single episode is through one of those lenses, but most for sure. And so today we're putting on our neuroscience glasses and uh, we're talking a bit of science. My promise to you is if you have no science background, if you don't know any of these big fancy words, I'm going to make it super easy for you to understand. And part of the reason I'm doing today's episode and tomorrow's is also going to be kind of um, not even a part two, but just talking about a different subject in the same broader category of neuroscience is because we have a really killer interview for you guys coming up uh, the second week of December with Dr. Trish Lee. She is phenomenal. Um, she's a double master's, double PhD in neuroscience. Uh, I don't think her master's are in neuroscience, but both her PhDs are. And uh, we had the most incredible conversation just talking about rewiring the brain and everything that sort of comes with it. And so you're going to learn a ton from her. But uh, we do talk about some more complicated concepts on that podcast. And so today's episode and tomorrow's will help you prepare for that. Now, real quick, if you haven't got our copy of The Last Relapse yet, this is our recovery blueprint that has literally helped thousands. Now, the numbers are staggering uh, how many downloads we get of that uh, every week. But we're talking like hundreds of downloads per week of this book. Uh, People all around the world learning the deep clean system, applying it and having their lives turned upside down. And I would hate for you to miss out on that uh, if you are struggling or looking to progress in your holiness, righteousness, free from sexual issues journey. And so you can get your copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. My gift to you as a listener of this podcast, just my way of saying thanks. And uh, yeah, no cost to you, um, thelastrelapsebook.com. Okay, let's jump in. So um, today we're talking about the stimulating and the relaxing effect of pornography. We had an ADHD expert on the podcast back in the spring, and she has since then done an expert call with our our, um, paid clients. Her name is Dr. Tamara Rozier. And in our expert call, she asked one of our clients, they, you know, because the clients get kind of personalized coaching from our experts when they're on these calls. And so they presented their situation and she had asked a phenomenal question that was really insightful. She said, well, is that thing that you're doing right? So, you know, because when when you have ADHD, you have a more more uh, tendency towards uh, OCD behaviors or addictive behaviors like pornography, that kind of stuff. And so the question she asked is, is is it serving as a stimulant or a relaxant? Now, she wasn't just talking about pornography. She was actually talking about other behaviors as well. But when you catch yourself with, you know, a, a, an ineffective coping mechanism, um, when you catch yourself doing something that you don't want to do, it, it's an OCD tendency or whatever. She said a great question, a great filter is, does this, is this stimulating or is this relaxing? 
And the, the reason she was saying that is because if you can find out the purpose it's serving, then you can come up with a superior alternative. So if we'll use pornography as an example, if, if let's, let's say you are feeling super stressed and you just need to take the edge off. Well, if pornography is your solution in that moment, it is a relaxant, right? It's, it's relaxing you. It is, it is the relief that you are seeking by consuming pornography. That is probably 90% of, of people and experiences with pornography. If there's a reason, it's usually because of the relaxing effect. The stimulant, the example there would be like, you know, if you were bored, if you had nothing else to do, you start to wander. If you feel kind of numb and you just want to feel alive, you just want to get in touch with something, then it's kind of operating more as a stimulant. Now, once you've identified, okay, this is causing me, like this is um, serving as a relaxant, well, then you can ask yourself, what would be a healthier way for me to take the edge off, to experience relief, to relax, right? So this is sort of the idea when, when I say that we're, it's helpful for us to have these kind of questions. But one of the things I learned from Dr. Trish uh, on this interview, which you guys will learn as well when you listen, is that pornography actually does both. And this is from a neurochemical standpoint. Pornography is incredibly stimulating to the brain. It sort of activates the dopamine pathways. It gets us in pleasure-seeking mode. And then we get kind of this flood or this rush of dopamine after we get the hit. Um, so that's sort of like the uh, the stimulating part of it. But it also relaxes the brain. And that fl- it's specifically that flood that actually um, almost like temporarily paralyzes the brain and stops it from being able to kind of focus or get channeled or that sort of a thing. And she'll explain it much better than I can. But it was a really cool reminder of the complexities of porn addiction, you know, because sometimes, uh, well, we do have to simplify these complexities, don't get me wrong. And there's nothing wrong with asking the question, is it a stimulant or a relaxant? But the uh, the, th- the thing is, like, when you get into some of the, the more granular details, you find out, oh, it's actually both. It's kind of like, you know, people talk about how the, the midbrain, and this is absolutely true, the midbrain really has two objectives. It, it's pain or pleasure. The pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. Those are the two driving forces and those those decisions are considered primarily in the midbrain, the sort of central part of your brain, I guess. Um, but if you get deeper into trauma and uh, people that have more complicated neurological conditions or situations, what you find is that there's incredible pleasure in pain and incredible pain in pleasure. And so it's not that these two things are mutually exclusive. It's just that at a simplified level, we can kind of say it's one or the other. But at a more complex level, it's actually both. And the way that they relate to one another is incredibly multifaceted. And the same is true for for this, for what we're talking about today, whether or not pornography is a stimulant or a relaxant. You can ask that question, and that's a question I've given to you guys here on this podcast. I stand by it. Is, is it serving as a stimulant or a relaxant? Because it's going to allow us to identify what is the thing that we are actually seeking within our brains. And once we know that, then we can come up with a greater alternative, like I've been talking about. But the the secondary layer of this is to understand that that pornography and sexual misbehavior at large actually has both impacts on the brain. And so you might hear that and say, well, then why would I ever ask the question if both are happening? You ask the question because you're going to be more aware of one than the other. 
And the one that you're more aware of is driving your conscious decision-making process, which is a massive part of this recovery journey. So I pitched the question to you today, just like I always have, is pornography a stimulant or is it a relaxant for you? Okay, if it's a relaxant, it's helping you get the edge off, it's giving you uh, some sense of relief, then your responsibility is to come up with other things that you can use or that you can do that are going to allow you to feel a sense of relief. There are like really dorky, gimmicky examples like a fidget spinner or a stress ball in an office, right? That was the idea is you have something nearby that you can kind of engage in that's going to allow you to just decompress and de-stress. For me, um, I don't recommend those things, by the way, but I'm just illustrating with an example. Uh, what I'm doing these days is a couple things. Number one is uh, actually I just got an Apple Watch recently and this thing's great. Like I have a certain threshold of like um, stands, like the number of times I need to stand and get up. And so it keeps me on track. And then if I sit too long, it also gives me a reminder, a reminder to just get up. And it's funny how even just standing up really helps to de-stress if you're sitting at a desk all day like me. I also walk. I probably walk about 50 minutes a day, 25 minutes in the morning, 25 minutes at the end of work. I exercise um, every single day. I, I'm at the gym for an hour and a half, about three days a week. And then I do uh, just small, uh, they call them like trigger sessions or kind of uh, active rest workouts from home uh, twice per day on, on my other the other four days of the week. Um, so physical activity is a huge part of it for me. Um, I love watching like an episode of The Simpsons or Seinfeld or The Office or something as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you just have to pay, pay attention to why you're watching something. That's literally like it just I kind of just like the I like the humor of it. I really like, uh, you know, you start to attach to characters a little bit. So it just helps me to kind of get my get my head out of kind of work and everything else. There might be something better or different for you. Maybe it's playing sports. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's music. Uh, sometimes it's music for me. Uh, you know, just it's always different. There's no right or wrong. Um, if it's stimulating, okay, so if you if you evaluate and say, you know what, Cynthia, actually porn is more of a stimulant. It allows me to feel alive. It's the only place where I feel like I have some excitement in my day. Uh, maybe, maybe for you, pornography is providing, I don't know, so, something that allows you to kind of just uh, get get a, a jolt to, to feel more alive, to feel a bit more energized, to feel a bit more hopeful. Um, that's where you you have to be a bit more creative, right? Because, um, well, for starters, there's a reason you're feeling numb, so you should definitely get to the bottom of that. But the second thing is like finding healthy ways to actually experience stimulation is becoming a challenge because if you think about the things that are the most stimulating in our society today, by far it is social media, TV, and pornography. And obviously there's uh, pornography kind of intersects with both TV and social media, but you, you understand what I mean. They're, they're not things that you really want to become dependent on, right? And so this is where it's funny actually because the solutions could be the exact same. See, music could be really relaxing because you can just, you know, you can get away from work and and take your, your, your I don't know, you can kind of just take everything off and just focus on music. Let the music kind of soothe you and calm you and, and express yourself that way. That could be very relaxing. It could also be stimulating because maybe you're creating music. Maybe you're trying some new sounds. Maybe just just the sound of the guitar or the sound of the piano or, or the drums or the flute or whatever it is. Just the sound is like it, it gives that kind of invigoration. 
no right or wrong here. Uh, a physical exercise would be the same thing. It's incredibly stimulating. But for me personally, physical exercise is actually relaxing. It's where I, it's where I get a little bit of separation from my workday and I get to just lock in and dial in on, on something that is physical that is completely separate from you know my desk job and where everything is digital. So all that is to say is there's no right or wrong but you have to kind of ask that question. And if I could rephrase the question in light of Dr. Trish's information that she provided to me in the interview that I'm, I'm super excited for you guys to get your hands on, is um, it maybe the, the actual technical question is not, is it a stimulant or a relaxant, but is it functioning as a more of a stimulant or more of a relaxant? And the way that manifests is just typically if the question get a, gets asked, what comes to mind? Which one stands out to you more? That's gonna that's gonna be like the one that you can trust. So don't overcomplicate it. But again, if if you're finding that you're having a hard time getting past some of these brain patterns and that you just seem to go in a big cycle, it's probably because you haven't really gone down to the neurological root, which is really, is it stimulating or is it relaxing for you? And then what are some superior alternatives? So that is everything for today, guys. I hope you found this useful. Thank you guys again for listening. Much love to all of you. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.